If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's another week of Xbox goodness here at IGN. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by the guesting Mark Medina. Good to Hello. see you. Destin's gone. <laughs> Alana Pierce. Greets. Marty Sleva. Coming up on the show this week, uh, a few interesting news items to talk about. The big one is Xbox moving their E3 press conference uh, to a different time and day entirely. So we'll talk about the ramifications of that and what that means within the context of E3. Plus, we got to play a couple of big upcoming spring releases, those being Prey and Mass Effect Andromeda. So uh, stay tuned for that and more. Let's start, friendos, with uh, with Prey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to play Prey. You I got, got to play, play Prey. I got to <laughs> play a bunch of Prey. You're going to play sure. next week. Yeah, well, oh, Alana, you're going to play. two weeks from now, whatever week oh, yeah, in Boston. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I'm both playing Freddy. I'm excited. She's like, oh, this is a great day. You know, before I I give you kind of my impressions, I'm curious, what if, because all we've seen up until this hands-on event I got to go Mm -hmm. to was uh, was just the trailers, the E3 reveal, and then a a couple of gameplay trailer beats along the way. Dude, becoming an object. Yes. So what have your guys' takes been on Frey so far just from what they've shown us? I want it. I want it. You could be a, b- a boy or a girl. You can possess cups, and there are zero vagina slash butthole doors. Yeah, that's true. That you know of. That I know of. That you know of. Yeah. I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it just looks really cool. I, I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm not great at stealth games, so I'm worried about how much of the stealth aspect is going to be like becoming objects, and it's like, hey, that wasn't there before, and that whole thing, like the new like Resident Evil DLC, right. got me really hard. <laughs> uh, so, but it looks really fun. Yeah. So it's not a stealth game. You can kind oh, of try to play it in a stealthy way, but mm-hmm. uh, the vibe I, I had been getting from all those trailers was pretty Bioshocky. Mm-hmm. Even oh, even cool. the art direction mm-hmm. seemed that kind of that kind of Art Deco <laughs> Bioshock type art direction. And there is there are elements of that, but uh, I was very very happy when I got into the game. I played the first hour. It's a straight sort of spiritual successor to system shock 2 which is uh ken levine's game before bioshock Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of i think the 10 or 20 greatest games of all time in terms of uh gameplay or in terms of narrative in terms of atmosphere i mean everything but i mean it it is a bad things happening on a space station game so it's got that thematic equivalent but but just the way it plays and feels okay you know bioshock is 
it is rapture and it's there are a lot of quiet moments and there you, so you sort of have your powers and you can wander around yep. and there is there is that freedom that element of freedom with the movement here but uh where it feels more system shocky is uh there's an inventory system there's uh there's more of a role-playing feel to it like you can like kind of that emergent deus ex type of gameplay mm-hmm. whereas uh bioshock's a little bit more down the shooter path i guess it didn't I really have an inventory huh i never really thought about that bioshock didn't have a whole lot of inventory yeah. management it was just a lot of unlocks and you would use everything really quickly and yeah and in mm-hmm. uh in this you in prey you can collect stuff and and use it as resources to make other things and other side quests uh yes there are definitely plenty of things to do so to piggyback to piggyback off that is it an open world like bioshock where bioshock was like kind of yeah it's it, it isn't similar in that sense where it, it opens up into larger areas like but it, it kind of like careens you to go certain ways at times i mean there you have your you'll have your main objective but there are these huge open areas to oh. go like if you want to go try and break into somebody's office there's four different ways to do that or if yep. you just want to make a beeline for whatever your primary objective is you can mm-hmm. go try to do was that, that. So like dishonored yeah Definitely, yeah, and, and it, it, is arcane. Arcane. it is an arcane yeah, it's game. Arcane Austin, not mm-hmm. Arcane Leon, but I'm sure both studios worked on both games, right? Um, and which Arcane does come from the same lineage as Six, System Shock. That's yeah, the, same, I, yeah. the roots of the same family tree. I talked to uh, Ricardo. I believe it's pronounced Barre, B-E-R-E. I talked to him afterwards. He's the lead designer, and yeah, he mentioned that their team has. Bioshock veterans on it, mm-hmm. Deus Ex veterans on mm-hmm. it, System Shock Two veterans on it. So the lineage is all there, yeah. and, and the point is like. For me, I know you, Marty, you and I were talking about this just in the office that I am so happy to be really, really enthusiastic about this game after the first hour because I want it to be great because it's a single player focused first person game mm-hmm. yeah. and I want more of those. Yeah. So I want this to be good and then I want it to be successful yeah. if it's good mm-hmm. so that we keep getting them. Yeah. Hashtag Dishonored 2 game of the year again. <laughs> I don't think yeah, the I don't think the votes closed. Do that twice. But it, it did well. Does Prey have it any multiplayer aspects to it at all? Nope, no it's multiplayer. Just all yeah, yep. I mean, Bethesda's oh, been great. good at that. I mean, Doom had multiplayer that no one snack maps or whatever they were called. But yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah with between Wolfenstein and Doom and Dishonored, we're getting good campaigns that's, out that's of them. That's true. Is there any reason? I guess without going into narrative spoilers, that yeah. this game is called Prey, not anything else. I went ahead and asked him afterwards in our in our interview, which uh, it's up on IGN in, in video form. And uh, I expected a, a total PR answer, uh, and I was surprised to get what I thought was a pretty refreshingly honest answer. He, lit- he Ricardo literally told me, well, uh, Bethesda owns that IP, and it's, it's really hard to name games and the mm. sort of name fit with what they were doing. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> the fact that the publisher owned the name and they weren't doing anything with it and they wouldn't have to go through all the trademark and IP mm-hmm. junk, which... Can, apparently can be a, a huge hassle when you're trying to name a game. Wow. They just took it. So I, I thought that was a fairly refreshing yeah. answer of it was there and it was easy. It was easy yeah. and it fit and it fit. So it's, why not? It's not like mm. Prey has a lot of brand power behind it. Exactly. Like, it I was mean, an early 360 game that some of us hold somewhat fondly it was because very there was good. nothing else to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, but you're bad. right. There, yeah. It's not like that was a huge monster hit in no. 2006 or 2007 yeah. mm-hmm. that that suddenly this game is treading all over just by virtue of stealing its name. Mm-hmm. So from what you've played, is this, is this game going to hit? Is it going to be a hit? I mean, you just never know with these things, <laughs> right? Like the, the first hour, good start. You yeah. know, hopefully the rest of the game and, and Arcane's pedigree certainly mm-hmm. gives a little bit of confidence. But you are looking forward to it. I'm very looking forward to it. And yeah, I mean, if it, it, it again, we've, we've talked about it before, Bethesda, 
is mm. the one publisher that seems to be absolutely doubling down on single-player, narrative-driven, mm-hmm. first-person Which is shooters. great because the single-player, narrative-driven games up Really Pretty much good. all great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. have very good games. It they, would suck they've if we had got a, a good track record. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I did also want to ask: How is or is it? Is Prey more like Bioshock than it is like Dishonored? And how? I'm expecting it to be really similar to Dishonored. Yeah, I mean it's it's it would probably lean a little bit more in the Dishonored direction. Mm-hmm. But again, for me, having you know, Dishonored for whatever reason, we've, you and I have talked about this, it just never quite hooked me, even though it totally should have. It's the I exact the same kind with of the game. the first one. The second one rules. But, uh, <laughs> and I just, I haven't gotten to the second one. But, but yeah, System Shock 2, all-time favorite of mine, and it's, it just took me right back to System Shock 2 in the very best of ways. So. I wish they'd release that just downloadable for consoles, let people play. That would be great. Like, there, the System Shock One is getting a remaster, right. but I think it's only for PC. PC yeah, it's, that was a. Yeah. I believe that was a Kickstarter. Yeah. So that's yeah. happening, and then there is uh, War Inspector himself is working on System, System Shock, Shock 3, Three with yeah. some of the, the other original team members. And I believe it's a uh, Other Side Entertainment. I think yeah. is the name of the developer. And again, that's I think just PC for now. But but yeah, System Shock Two. I think it's on GOG. Yeah. So, but yeah, for console, you can't, you know, there's Guardians no way to the galaxy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Different Thank GOG. You. Oh, dang. He's Sorry, Marty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so I anyway. played System Shock 1 for PC. I loved it. Yeah. So if praise anything akin to that, I'm super excited. So, yeah, putting in a good word for System, sh- for System Shock 2 for Prey. <laughs> uh, and if you want to hear oh. more about it and see more footage, there is plenty of that on IGN.com. Uh, I worked Heard really hard website. on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a website some people yeah. like to go to sometimes. Sometimes. So let's move on to game you got to play, Alana, that yeah. no one in the public, no one in the media, anybody else has, had gotten a shot at. They've been keeping it real close to the vest, and that is Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda. All right, so I'm going to go. <laughs> See you guys. We played about... It'll be, this will be a spoiler-free discussion, to be Yeah, clear. absolutely, and I have a, uh, a full preview that I tried to detail pretty much everything we encountered that uh, went up this morning that doesn't contain any story or character spoilers whatsoever. I completely kept them out. I tried yeah. to not even talk about the narrative. And I, all, so. I've, I've edited your preview, and it, I can assure you, uh, you are, she's being accurate. Yeah. Spoiler free. Yeah, I just talk about mechanics for the most part. Um, but yeah, to we be clear, about- I was going to leave because I just don't know anything <laughs> about Mass Effect. I've never played any of them. You, by, oh, really? by virtue of you are the terrible Destin to- replacement. Yeah, I know. Are you? I know. I'm like the opposite. <laughs> I'm the anti You should have. You should have absorbed at least something just from no, sitting so close. I played the first, it. like, 20 or 30 minutes, and I was like, I, I can't do this. I, Mass Effect 1 rules. Oh, so good. See, but everybody says it's, like, not good. No, so they're like, oh, just, just play the second no, one. I'm, I mean, you guys did I'm your show. Through, you liked it, Yeah, right? we're, playing, we're almost finished with the first one for the first time, and I like it a lot. But we all play yeah, it like, easy because the combat is not great. Everything else yeah. is still fantastic. Yeah, everyone I mean, just says, oh, just start with the second one. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's what they told me to do for Terminator 2, Ryan, and I couldn't even make Anyway, it our audience is like, please talk about Andromeda now. <laughs> Stop talking about this. No. <laughs> so uh, a group of us went to EA in uh, Redwood the other day, played yep. four, three or four hours of Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, starting from the very side of the game and then there was a chunk where they sort of skipped us ahead so that we could see um some of the kind of chip based stuff that yes. we're familiar with so it starts out not going to talk about the narrative at all you you get to a planet uh you get to a planet and it's very very pretty um, you shoot things on this planet uh so the combat is actually really great it's it's currently uh 
automatic cover based in that you don't have to press any buttons to get behind cover uh, oh, as soon cool. as you are behind cover it just locks you into it there are good and bad parts about that sometimes yeah. it's a little glitchy and it does things that you don't want it to um but for the most part that is what you you are doing when you are shooting is getting behind cover and using your jetpack which you can use to strafe left to right which is super fun great for dodging things and how does also- the pop-out system work if it's automatic cover what does do it do you, like you just pull do you just pull the left trigger and your guy just pops out uh yes okay yeah left trigger and right trigger yeah okay um so that's so. that's been my uh not i don't want to say concern but a thing that as a as a big fan of the series watching the bits the little the few bits we've seen so far up till now i've kind of been like oh I, is that jump is that jump jet thing gonna kind of just not ruin combat but just make it weird so how does it feel it feels uh like overall mass effect andromeda feels very different to the other mass effect games i think and i like full disclosure am scared of saying negative things about it because i know how passionate people are about this <laughs> but it feels a little more broy than i think previous mm. games did and then it feels a little more like a cover-based bro shooter than it does like what i know of mass Lean effect. more towards like gears of war and to be kind fair of? i mean it's the series has been going that way it's ever true. since from the first one to the second one and mm-hmm. by, by the time they got to mass effect 3 i would say it, it was it felt very gears of war the thermal point. Yeah. yeah and i mean uh there's a lot of conversation in um like while you're exploring and during dialogue and some of that is just jokes which is not bad stuff, but it's stuff that I'm not used to yet yeah. in Mass Effect. So uh, it, it you definitely feel like you are part of a squad and you are part of a team <clears> and you're working towards something together, which is really cool. But to specifically answer your question, uh, the combat totally feels different, but I don't think the jetpack ruins anything. Good. Um, That's all I need to hear. Yeah, and it's really fun to use for traversal. Yeah, I'm, I'm a typical human being. I, ch- I fear change. Yeah, it, it's definitely <laughs> different. But... Wait, is it just a... Uh horizontal traversal thing or does it also propel you upwards Both. Oh. yeah so uh there's also things that you can there's a ton of crafting and you can actually unlock certain augmentations for weapons that will let you do extra damage if you're hovering so the different things you can do with the jetpack are you can strafe side to side uh if you run and jump it'll push you further which is pretty standard uh you can also hover in the air for a small period of time um and the environment of the, the first world that you go to is really diverse and there's different ways you can get everywhere one of them is sort of by we saw them in the trailers those kind of weird pillar things uh you can basically do some simple platforming on those or you can just walk on the ground around so there are lots of different ways to approach things um and i think for the most part the jetpack is just super fun good that's great yeah it's it's like really floaty it feels good um, I mean, we're going to be using good. it for 40 hours so yeah. I, I sure hope it's fun it's, well there is a, an environment later in the game that uh kind of reminds me of hong kong um Mm. it's really really dense and packed and there's markets everywhere there's really cool bars there was a club that i went to that was playing trap music which was like (laughs) really unexpected (laughs) but uh 2017 (laughs) no fatty wop but uh you could you couldn't jetpack around in that environment so i think it's specific to places that you are trying to explore right um which is obviously part of your duty as the pathfinder so it is really fun and like i said the sound design is one of the things that i was the most impressed by overall it this game sounds incredible and i think it does a really good job of making you feel like you are on different planets because everything sounds distinct it's cool it's even the jetpack sounds awesome when a ship flies over you it sounds awesome it's just so bassy and i feel like they put a ton of resources into that you can feel the five plus years of development put into it definitely (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean that's a real thing yeah there's some games where it's you know uh 
okay, fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to make some people mad. But like Recore is a game that yeah. like there's cool concepts there, but you can you can tell that the you know that that game did not have five years of development into right, it. The right, production right, right. values are just not as high. So that's that's what I mean. Think Mass Effect feels. I mean, I would say incredibly well thought out. Um, How does it look like graphically? So the environments look good. Mm. I'm a little off put by the characters faces mm. uh human specifically did you choose a uh, male or female rider scott or sarah sarah at the start and then scott at the end so i okay. played as both intentionally nice. um mm. and they just look a little bit off uh i wrote in my preview i think they kind of look like sims 3 era sims mm. they sort of just something about their eyes is a little bit off uh their eyelashes are incredibly thick and just obviously like stuck to their face Ugh. um some weird facial animations so they they don't look great but it could just be that i've been playing so many freaking beautiful games lately that like it's a really big game and i know there's a lot of things that they have put time and effort into like the ship looks awesome as well the map looks crazy (coughs) like just looking around the map if you go past something that has a black hole all of the light actually shifts around it. oh nice it's just that map alone is gorgeous and yeah there's a ton of variety of planets and different things to do on them there are things called anomalies which basically means that there is something on a planet that is uh you can interact you got to go mine it or you can mine it you can do that without even landing on it there are missions where you can get it on foot or things where you can use the nomad which by the way i I really like oh but you really like the mako too that is true (laughs) yeah i like i like i like the mako too marty wow yeah deal with it turns out half of this table can be wrong (laughs) question (laughs) about (laughs) how do you feel about the mako you know I'm indifferent. <laughs> Your future on this show depends on it. <laughs> Indifference does not count as one for you. What, what would Destin say? <laughs> Destin would say it's perfect, and I played as a guy. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. sums it up. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's never played um, a any boy Mako, <laughs> and, and I, I know you didn't want to talk about like narrative too much, so we can keep this as a simple yes or no. Can I play Andromeda? and yes. Enjoy it. Yep. Okay. You don't need any prior knowledge of Mass Effect. I think it will. Uh, help in that you know there'll be alien races that you recognize sure. and you'll understand the lore a little bit better but i absolutely from what i played do not think that you need because this game actually does look cool but i'm just like so like just don't know anything about the series totally so. you'll and totally be fine you were talking about the look of it and how uh you know the, the different planets and how varied it is Also, the aliens look good it's just the humans that look a little bit interesting good. and so on that note i want to ask you remember i mean most people won't realize or care but they they moved this uh, un, it was unreal engine for the original trilogy and they moved over to their own in-house frostbite so yep. mm-hmm. it's does, do you think it does it still feel like it it looks and feels like mass effect even with the technology change i mean it looks it's hard to say it feels like a new game it really does that's good it's been a long time since mass effect 3 um there are definitely elements of the hud and the way that the ships look uh that in design or yeah i guess design's the right word uh definitely taken from previous things we've seen in mass effect so it's it's consistent in art style is what i would say but it does look very different um and you know one of the things that i particularly liked is those planets that i went to looking dramatically different i think is so important Mm -hmm. um they didn't so much you know in mass effect one the planets and the environments you you see it kind of forgettable but there's a planet that you go to in andromeda that has floating pillars has like green and red there's random things of lightning that just spark out of these rocks everywhere like it's just there's so many things that you just wouldn't imagine and then sort of in the middle of it there's just this tree and you don't know why it's there and it's just all of these different things that are pieced together whereas i feel like i keep 
thinking of destiny and being like, you know, I wanted the planet variety so badly in that. And it felt like the same kind of thing, just reskinned right. a lot. Mm-hmm. This totally feels like different places completely. So it feels like a, like you're in a big universe. Then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. See that, and that's, that's a big sort of, uh, almost unspoken thing that i want out of mass effect right because so that's, feel, that's that's one reason you know a lot of people everybody has their own favorite mass effect a lot of people choose two two is my least favorite because oh, wow. for me part of that is two feels the least vast mm. you know the the citadel is is a is like two hallways yeah and it's you know it's just a lot of more corridor action and and that's what i loved about one and three brought brought some of that back so that that makes me it really happy definitely to hear feels vast um and the things that i really like mass effect for are the world building and especially how subtly that is done i don't think that's quite as subtle in andromeda i think some of the dialogue is uh, very blatant it's like this is what's happening this is what's happening this is what's happening instead of having you piece it together really slowly that's only based on like the first hour or so though it could completely fix that up right. the introductory parts and then uh I also really like weird aliens and, and learning things about those, and that is absolutely present as well. Nice. Um, the combat is generally my least favorite part of Mass Effect games, and I don't know how much combat this is going to have, but I did only really do it on one planet. Um, the other planets, I didn't shoot anything at all, and what is there for the combat is fun, for sure. Excellent. Yeah. So what are you doing when you're not shooting? Talking to, talking to people. Just like uh, falling in love with aliens. Yeah, how's the, quote, with aliens? how's the quote? Good banging. I didn't get to do any banging. Yeah. <laughs> Whose that's, quote is that? That's no, the developer. Pretty good banging. Oh, pretty know. good banging. Okay. Uh, I didn't get to do any of that, but, uh, you know, I did have a lot of conversations with uh, the aliens on my ship. And one thing that was really cool is two of them discussed their religion, and we just had like civil disagreements. Like, huh. it was like, yeah, I don't agree with that, but I guess having uh, a diverse array of religions like there was just a conversation that i kind of accidentally came across where they were arguing about the existence of a god and i was like this is the kind of stuff that i want to talk about aliens like this is what i want to talk to these people about and it was it was cool uh there was some really interesting insight there really cool yeah uh to dial back to your question about what you do on planets um i should mention the scanner there's this new thing called a scanner that you have with you from the very very start of the game and you have to scan things for research research data which is uh, shortened to rd that is what you use to craft things, and the crafting okay. in Andromeda is pretty extensive. You can craft Wait. armor, and you can craft weapons, and uh, you have to basically buy blueprints, which all have different uh, rarities as bronze, silver, and gold. Obviously, gold being the rarest of those. Mm-hmm. There might even be more beyond that that I didn't see. Um, and then you buy which blueprints you want, and then you craft the items that you want, which you get um, using the research data, but also uh, items that you will just generally loot across oh, can i make a space shotgun that shoots knives so the stuff that you can make in terms of weapons i just wish i had more time with it yeah. because there is so much stuff that it's like you can turn a shotgun to, into a grenade launcher but it's still a shotgun like it's like you can basically you can match like any two Jericho. weapon types together <laughs> i just i don't even know how it's going to work it's crazy uh it seems like you'll be able to do so much stuff whereas the armor seems to be more catered to just like a damage boost if you're on low health or that kind of stuff um which i'm totally gonna mess around with a lot uh didn't seem like there was a whole lot of aesthetic options i really like being able to color coordinate mm. didn't seem like there was a ton of those options but there was just so much stuff you could make and each of the weapons uh i think if it's a gold blueprint you get three augmentation slots meaning three like different kinds of stat right. boosts or yeah. whatever so yeah there's tons of stuff you can do um it's 
I think every single thing that you find will be able to be used towards something. You will never just have an inventory full of stuff you don't need. So I think the couple more questions our audience needs to know about Mass Effect, uh, since it's finally the first time anybody's gotten to play mm-hmm. it, is how you know th- there's no more Paragon and Renegade mm-hmm. system, th- that sort of black and white, light side, dark side, good evil dialogue. Uh, how did the dialogue feel in terms of if you wanted to be uh, rude or if you wanted to be nice or did you know h- how did, how was the dialogue system and then uh, the class system Bioware's mm-hmm. kind of made a, a big deal about well there's there is a class system but you can kind of reallocate and change your your sort of skill set on the fly what did you get to play around with there uh, well, we can talk about the class system first because there has been quite a bit of info about that online already. Some of you might have seen it. Um, you can pick a class and it just gives you like a really small initial boost to something. It might give you an item like a, a drone. It, it just does something really minimal. But beyond that, seemed beyond <laughs> kind of pointless uh, in that I could still – you have three skill trees, which is tech, biotics, and combat. And I could put my skill points into any of those at any point in time. Hmm. So it's like, well, I get the Diablo thing. 3 effect. Yeah, kind or of? like Dark Souls. That's yeah. Dark Souls, yeah. you, you roll a starting class, but within five or six levels, you could just be whatever you want. That's pretty much exactly mm-hmm. what it's like, yeah, which uh, gives you a lot of flexibility, but at the same time, uh, I, I didn't see the benefits or flaws of that system. Like, I, I don't know how far that's going to evolve beyond what it is. Yeah, I don't mind that because I feel like one of the weird things in Mass Effect 1 is right from the get-go, you choose one of the six classes and you like you look at them and you're like well i don't really understand this yet because i haven't played the game and you're sort of locked into yeah. that without being able to make an educated yeah. decision on your first run through I, mean, I got screwed on that by not knowing to uh, level up my charm yeah you obviously charm and fitness and that's why you had a bad ashley and i had a wonderful ashley by the way how is she <laughs> i didn't see ashley this game is very far in the future isn't it yes she's probably she fine. may be dead don't say that Oh dang! Maybe it's like six hundred years after cryostasis, Ryan. She's probably dead, but uh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any She's flaws. Probably six hundred years old somewhere. Nice. <laughs> I didn't see any flaws in that system. I didn't see any real perks either. It just. It. I mean, I guess it's good that it seems very flexible, so yeah. you can really do whatever okay. you want. Um, and then my favorite thing about Mass Effect Andromeda, from what I played so far, is the changes to the Paragon and Renegade system. So instead of go on, <laughs> instead of having just sort of good and bad points. You approach dialogue and you have the option to answer something rationally or emotionally a lot of Mm. the time. I'm sure there will be more than just those two things, but answering something emotionally can be uh, compassionate or heartfelt or angry, and then answering it rationally would be, you know, rational and logical. So instead of basically giving you this system where it's like you are good or you are bad, it gives you a lot more gray area, and there is a uh, counter that basically is a personality stat sheet so what you're doing when you're making dialogue choices is actually choosing the tone and personality of your character rather than just whether they were a jerk 10 times or whether they were nice 10 times so i think interesting i I think this is a great evolution of that mechanic uh, do you know what you're gonna say or is it literally just like you choose an emotion no it's the same as uh mass effect one where you know you get a line get an idea the character doesn't say the line sure but you like i know what's gonna happen yes it's exactly like that yeah which uh, i really like and i'm excited to see how uh as i kind of said before there's a lot of sort of banter in combat yeah. um, and characters talking to each other. And I'm wondering if, as I am shaping my character through choosing emotional or rational uh, dialogue options, if eventually... Box. Yeah, I got you. Go, go yeah. Yeah. If eventually uh, that will change how my character talks when I'm not controlling things. Yeah, that's It'll cool. It'll be really interesting. I like that. Yeah. So 
to sum up, it sounds like it is very clearly a new game, but for the most part, from what it's, it seems like it's it's heading in some very promising new directions. Yeah, there's some some stuff that I really like, some stuff that I don't like so much. But uh, right now, the way that I feel about everything is that you know I I don't know yet. Uh, I would really have to play more, and this is obviously going to be a huge game. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I do have to mention that could totally change on release is that it was very 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 buggy. Um, had multiple crashes, some really bad uh, visual glitches. Um, you know things where a line of dialogue was supposed to be delivered and wasn't so i was just stuck on a screen and couldn't exit out of that no. screen um, you know, it is pre-release though yeah and you got a month ago you're allowed to say what you were playing on oh, we were playing on PCs. pc yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know what kind but they were i mean they were packing they were packing some heat those pcs yeah, they were solid uh but you know it was pre-release obviously mm-hmm. so it's you know the code's not done yet but there were devs kind of over my shoulder i would be like hey this happened they'd be like oh that's weird i'm like mm. oh that's concerning so hopefully it doesn't release like that but i really wanted to mention it because it's this one time i previewed assassin's creed unity and decided not to actually write a preview because it was so broken and it's like it came out broken i should have written that preview <laughs> so now i just kind of feel like i should always address yeah that. i mean it's you know it you can be honest about what we saw you know yeah. it's, it's not the final thing it, yeah. it could tighten up but as as it was presented presented to us yes it was uh it had some it was very hard some rough around well, the we've, edges we've all played plenty of games that uh, both things happened in the last month oh yeah. either the last month it's 25th hour everything comes together yep. and the game's amazing yep. or mm-hmm. 25th hour it's like well no this, this is yeah it, so. it could absolutely yeah. be either way excellent um, yeah overall you know we're gonna have a bunch more coverage up yes plenty more to come from mass effect andromeda uh we've got yeah we've got like a month to yeah yeah. to pack in is to see what kind of coverage we can cook up so yeah. you see any krogans yeah that's cool krogans. big fan all right yeah nice good talk <laughs> and on a good note there uh all right news wise there's not a lot marty slow week my friend yes it's a very slow week i heard it was a slow week on on your playstation podcast well, as well. Yeah, well we got to talk about horizon <laughs> for 45 minutes so well, we're not going to do that no, no. but uh yeah i what i did want to talk about this was Classic unlocked scenario happens every time. We thought maybe 2017 was going to be different there for a little while. No. 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 No, not at all. Uh, We had to record on Tuesday last week because reasons. uh, And then the show published. We held it for Thursday at like 12.01 a.m. Because of the Halo Wars 2 embargo. So there was that gap between when we recorded and when we published it. And sure enough, we missed this. And that is Microsoft decided to move their... E3 press conference from its usual Sunday morning, or pardon me, Monday morning, 11 a.m. No, 9.30 a.m. slot. It ends I wish 11. it was 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, they moved instead to Sunday, the same day as Bethesda. They're going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific. So uh, you, if you are curious to watch that, you, you uh, might not need to request time off from work if you, if you work a Monday to Friday situation. But this was they didn't really provide a, a reason per se, any sort of particular explanation. Just said, "Hey, mark your calendars, we're moving." Mm-hmm. So the question is, why? Uh, you wrote the answer here. They're no, I wrote, I wrote a, <laughs> I, I wrote a theory. Uh, the, 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 I mean, there's the, there's the fanboy theory, but yeah. there's the, there's the, you know. We, of course, want to go mm-hmm. dig deeper than the fanboy what if, theory. What if they just had why? trouble renting a venue on Monday morning? They were just like, oh, well, I guess the Galen Center isn't available Monday morning. (laughs) There's a uh, cutlery conference, so we're going to have to move to Sunday. Oh, no. (laughs) Like everything comes down. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, so to put this this into context, uh, 
for the past couple of years, uh, Bethesda has had, oh, I guess, yeah, Bethesda has had yeah. uh, the Sunday night slot. Yes. And then Monday was Microsoft in the morning, followed by EA, followed by Ubisoft, and then Sony capping it off at night. Correct. And then the following morning would be Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, this year, it's spread out over many more days because we have EA and EA Play on Saturday. Yep, don't remind me. I, I'm reminding you. That's, you run previews. You that's, kinda, I you know it's my job. Please. <laughs> uh, it's and, only February. And as of Sunday right now, we have uh, you know Microsoft and uh, Bethesda, and then we don't know when Ubisoft and Sony are going to do theirs. We assume it's the same, but maybe mm. it's not. Um, but a good theory is that so Microsoft gets all the headlines from nine in the morning to mm-hmm. 11 in the morning. And then two hours later, battlefield battlefront mm-hmm. mirror's the edge, mass effect, mass effect gets announced. And then two hours later, Assassin's Creed and watchdogs and all that stuff gets announced. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night, Sony for Mr. the past Caffeine. few years has had a really great conference. And so yeah. they show stuff granted stuff. We're not going to play for many years, <laughs> yeah. but, stuff like, years. <laughs> but stuff like out of war and Spider-Man and uh, death stranding. So I feel like it's one of those things that by the end of the day, Certain people have just forgotten what Microsoft showed because mm-hmm. you've been just inundated with media all day. Yeah, and this allows gives them room to breathe. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I really think that's it. I mean, I know there'll be you know there'll be some people that want to spin it a certain way, but I really I really agree with you because if you look, I, I'm always curious every year with Xbox, what's how long will, does their stuff trend mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. until and like last year it was. Uh, or whatever year, maybe it was two years ago when Sea of Thieves was announced. Mm-hmm. It was like Sea of Thieves and Cuphead yeah. were the mm-hmm. last two that were still trending as like as the uh, EA or yeah the EA yeah, conference yeah. had started and then they eventually tailed off. But I, I just think you're totally right. It's you know Microsoft goes on and hey for the last few years they've they've put on a really nice show mm-hmm. right they they haven't necessarily you know pulled out any crazy surprise bring the roof down announcements but they've they've shown boy they've shown such a really solid lineup of games for the last few couple of years they, pulled, they had a car on their stage this year remember that yeah yeah they do that every year now they do, do that every <laughs> year. so about but, the- but yeah they uh, they just by the time even you're right even the afternoon but of course by the time you get to sony six hours later it's well oh look what sony's looks sony's just taken over all the headlines mm-hmm. so yeah i think this is just a way for them to keep a news cycle absolutely mm-hmm. just hang on to a news it's cycle. smart and it's easy are they so are they announcing scorpio at e3 we don't know as of now yes we haven't heard of there being any pre-e3 scorpio event it could yeah. happen you know that sure. happened with xbox one yeah, that happened with ps4 now, yeah there could be event. something in may for all we know but as of now we so assume a theory that it's, i thought of is bethesda is the only publisher that was before them but you know, and now they're before yeah. every publisher except EA. Except EA. Oh, EA so the they're still before. after EA. Yes, okay. EA is Saturday. My thoughts were possibly if they do have Scorpio things to announce that then get baked into the Bethesda conference <laughs> and yep. or into Ubisoft the Ubisoft thinking. conference, yeah. they yeah. would have to go way first to announce that. It's kind of like Watch really Dogs getting thought. announced before PS4 was announced, and it's like here's Watch Dogs. It looks beautiful. Uh, they said next they, gen for that, I think. 
Right, but it's like they couldn't like no say the consoles, right? And it's like we all know Scorpio is a thing. They announced it at E3 last year, but it's like if they want to be able to say, you know, if this that, is running on you know, Scorpio, here's Prey, yeah. and this is Prey running on Scorpio, yeah. they can't say that if the Scorpio hasn't been announced yet. That's a really yeah, good idea. That's, that's a great point. I can totally imagine. I mean, whatever Scorpio is called, that demos during Bethesda and during Ubisoft are going to have little like lower thirds that say "powered by Scorpio." Mm-hmm. And it's going to look really good because it's going to be running on more powerful hardware. Yeah, 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 a good yeah point. strong call. Because then, yeah, if it, even even at Bethesda that night, if they show Wolfenstein, yeah, uh, or Evil Within, it or, could be you know. like, yeah, it could be here, and, and it's running on the the Xbox, whatever its official name is, right, mm-hmm. right, right. So that was, that was just my theory. Is get like, out yeah. ahead of all of the the publisher news. You know, Mark, you can stay. I like you better than Destin. <laughs> oh dang! Finally. Sorry, Destin. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. Um, That's all it took. I, I also really hope their entire run of show doesn't leak beforehand like it did last year because that made it yeah. Yeah, that was really exciting. unfortunate. Yeah. Well, we we read it and we were like, well, this can't be it. And then like three announcements in, we're like, all right, this is absolutely it. Yeah. We just yeah. had all our news stories prepped. It's so yeah. brutal, yeah. and yeah. it just t- it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and most people didn't see it. Obviously, of but, course. Like, we had to look at it because we were like, well, this helps us get our coverage yeah. up faster. Yeah. So don't do that. Like fire, the Final fire Fantasy that release man. date, like. Oh, stuff yeah. like oh, that. Oh, dang. Yeah. Don't worry. It wasn't the real release date. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Classic Greg and Tim. Bethesda, after Microsoft announced theirs, Bethesda did semi-snarkily tweet, Sunday before E3, getting busy. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> Bethesda E3 showcase will still be Sunday uh, p.m., details soon. Uh, like, mm. Creators of Sunday. I like how you say semi-snockily. No, that's super snocky. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredibly snocky. You're like... Uh, yeah, that was written by Todd Howard. It's crazy. Oh. Well, it could be that like they didn't... Snarkiest man alive. He's not doing anything else. <laughs> no. they, they were the ones who were like, well, let's go before everyone else because that gives us so much time in the spotlight and then someone goes before them and they're like, damn it! Well, he is going super before everyone else that now. That is true. Yeah. 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 Super before. What if Sony just does Friday? I would hate that. That's super duper before. Why? No, it'd be awesome if everything was spread out. E3 just keeps getting longer. I know. E3 starts in June now. Like, June 1st is E3 month. Yeah. Pretty much. Not doing it. You sort of have to. It's 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 your job. Stop reminding me of that. It's probably your most important (laughs) week. No. I feel like if any of us just say we're not doing it during E3, that's a a quick firing. Didn't E3 used to be like three days? Yeah. Officially. Now it's it's Well, it still is. It's actually yeah, it's, it's actually it starts, shorter. What Tuesday, right? E3 is officially shorter. It used to go officially to Friday. Mm. So now it's officially now just it's Tuesday, officially Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday huh. But the unofficial days yeah. have have lengthened it uh, such that yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also open to the public this year. Yeah, we're stoked about that. Or uh, hopefully, gonna still haven't sold out other tickets. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh wow! That's I thought the fifteen k would go up. Right away. Not a great sign. Yeah. I'm just surprised because, like, PAX tickets that get scooped up so quickly and PAX has a ton more people. Yeah. I'm wondering if people are just, like, I could buy a ticket to what they know is, at the end of the day, an industry event. And they're just like, you know, where it's like PAX is, like, man. Yeah. I don't think think they did a good job of saying what you get with the ticket. Yeah. Fair point. It's really expensive. Also, $250 puts you, like, a hefty chunk into a Scorpio. Yeah. Or gets you a ton of games on anything else. How much is a PAX ticket? It's like a hundred. Yeah, it, it probably is surprised because <laughs> yeah. I've seen people saying you know they'd love to go, but they also can't get the flights and the hotel and all that stuff to get there. It's also, I imagine hotels are crazy expensive during E3. Well, yeah. we we warned people was it last was like it was last week's show that yeah it, hotels 
during E3, mm-hmm. anywhere in LA, like anywhere even remotely close to downtown, huge nightmare. Mm-hmm. Also, watch out for Airbnbs if you think that's the trick canceled. because they cancel them because most people realize, oh, that's E3 week. I'm renting out for super cheap. So then they cancel it and they jack their prices up because whoever's renting their house out or whatever doesn't realize that it's E3 week. I'm going to put this on the ground. Please do. <laughs> rattle, rattle that glass table. Uh, for those of you who are attending, we're, we're going to hope to figure out some way to have an official meetup, hang out with you guys. Yep. I've heard from plenty of people on Twitter that are super <laughs> excited to to try and get together with us, and I'm sure we will figure that out That'll be awesome. in the coming weeks. Yeah. I thought you said you're not going to do it. You're not going to do E3? I'm not going to do it on Friday. Okay. That's, you refuse? I, I will show up. You refuse? I'll be there for the Microsoft conference okay. on Sunday. <laughs> You're not going to do E3. You're not going to do E3. <laughs> if my boss tells me to, I, I got to do what I got to do. That's, that's the life. I'm excited. I don't complain. It's, it's fun. I st- I'll tell you, I, really, I still love E3 every year. <laughs> Same thing. Every year. I've this been, E3 is going to be a good E3, I think. I've been lucky enough. Uh, I think I've done... Th- 12 or 13 of them oh my lord something like that this i think this will be 13 or 14 for me and it's this will it, be it my really second. is <laughs> it is the it's the unwrapping your presents on christmas morning yeah, when you're a kid. rules it's, it's so exciting so great it's yeah. i mean yeah it's especially the older i get it's tiring and it's uh you know it's it's exhausting but gosh it's so much fun and you get to see you know you get to see in our in our case uh like game developers that that maybe had shipped something that like like last year I got to see Ralph Fulton uh, who you know I hadn't seen since Horizon Two and here he was coming around with Horizon Forza Horizon Three and mm-hmm. yeah it's just E three is awesome and I'm yeah. stoked for everybody who's getting to go for the first time. Well, and everyone's always talked about like the atmosphere and the like the war room and I experienced it for the first time last year and it's pretty much undescribable. <laughs> like it's really really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like just having all your friends just be like. <gasps> That's why we do allow uh, work out of for uh, mm-hmm. E3. So it's like basically this IGN hub that we rent out in LA where, yep. you know, there's people just writing previews and uh, we watch all the live streams in there yeah. and just people being excited and clapping and cheering. And it's, it's yeah, really it's, cool. a, it's a very cool environment. Well, it, that's the week that really puts the enthusiast in enthusiast media for us, I think, more than, more than any other yeah, week. Totally. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. We actually, uh, at our 20th anniversary party, gave someone the opportunity to. Oh, that's us? right. Yeah, the guy who won the Mario Maker. So yeah. he's, Fran, he's going to be Fran's personal, personal assistant, assistant. So at he'll, E3 he'll this get year. To see the war room and all that Why stuff? did he win a contest and then get punished? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that, that how, was how we hoodwinked him on that <laughs> yeah. one. But yeah, that's cool. Carrying around Fran's hair products. <laughs> it's going to be a, several of them. Interesting. Yeah. Like, getting through like the a, airport with that. It's like yeah. a trench coat of yeah. up instead of watches. It's very it's like lengths of combs. combs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know he fixes his hair multiple times a day? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Does? Are you kidding me? Have you seen the, the coif like on that man? It yeah. is so this well. Yeah, it is pretty well, well taken care of. He did. Yeah. You guys, you still with me? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, we're over there. We're here. The only real other interesting <laughs> news item of the week is the Payday 3. I must have missed the announcement of this. Um, I mean, it is a super successful, it's become a super successful series. This is one of those where I've I've always wanted to play this, but just haven't. But you haven't never played, played Payday? I haven't played them. Oh, Payday 2 is great. I know, yeah, they're just four-player co-op heist There's still, still a lot of people playing that online. And I know it's on Xbox, it's on PC, it's on everything. But yeah, Payday 3 is uh, well underway. The CEO of Starbreeze, 
went so far as to say that Payday 3 will, quote, enjoy as much time as we deem needed for development and, quote, will be done when it's done. He went on to note that Payday is the company's single most important brand today and the cornerstone of our business, and we will treat it accordingly. So it's great to hear that that, uh, they seem to realize what they've got on their hands and they're just going to take their sweet time and make make the best Payday possible. You guys reckon it'll be a full play a co-op high skate? Hope so. Do you think they're going to have a, a booth right at the front of E3? <laughs> <laughs> every Literally year. every E3. Every year, they're the yeah. very first thing when you just put well, like, on by the, the escalator. In the one hall. On the one the, hall. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't ever remember. I've been there 14 times. I can't remember which hall is which. Uh, it rotates every year. That like, would be it, why. They're on a, uh, E3. Like, like the convention center is actually on a lazy Susan. Right. Yeah. So that's why they're people just get, messing with That's you, why right? people get nauseous sometimes. Right. Yeah. Is Makes lazy sense. Susan offensive? I probably shouldn't say that. That's sorry, furniture, isn't it? They're called. Yeah. That's how you. That's how you Classic pass. Lazy that's how you pass season. the ketchup. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you are a fan of Payday, uh, know that it is well underway and and being well cared for. So we'll keep an eye out for that one, and hopefully I'll get this is this will be the one I actually get a shot to yeah, play. You totally mm-hmm. should. I will. I'll make a point to you play have to it. Play day it. Hey. It's really cold. Should I here. play day it on payday? Just throwing that out there. Hey. 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 <laughs> well, right. What's happening? I Arthur Fonzarelli? Hey. Stop it. Everyone, everyone stop it. Hey. You know there's a bronze statue of the Fonz in downtown Milwaukee? It's very strange. Really? I'm yeah. gonna, that is strange. Yeah. I'm going to jump over that on a motorcycle. Oh, no. <laughs> Next time I'm in town. <laughs> see, that's where you should go. You should see the bronze statue. There's snow there. Okay. I'll go there. Okay. Good. And you could you could just uh, take a quick trip and visit uh, Raven and mm-hmm. uh, is Human Head still up there? Yeah. And I feel like you could hook that up, Ryan. I, I could, you'd be one a my, good person to do. I that. mean, one of my I, one of my best friends works at Raven. There, right. there you go. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Done. Cool. See, sounds good. It's all it's all set all right. for hey. you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move along. I'm going to go to Mark Medina. Mark, what? what can we spend our money on this week? Marketplace report down here. We didn't plan this. Halo Wars 2, Ryan McCaffrey, yes. is, out is out on Xbox out and One and PC. We talked about that last week. Is our, yeah. our, our review up? Dan Final reviews. score's up. Seven. Give it a seven. Yeah. I've played it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, James I, Duggan has played it way more than me. I don't know if he likes it that much. Sounds like a James Duggan thing. It does, right? actually. He plays a lot right. of games that he doesn't necessarily yeah. like that much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I played it. It was pretty fun. I like RTSs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, it's I, t- I gave you my my thoughts on it last week. It's it's good stuff. It's fun. Rest in peace. It's good. It's Westwood. a nice change of pace for Halo. For digital, Zombie Vikings for twelve dollars. Shift happens. As it, it it sometimes it does. It does. Shift does happen for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Vaccine for ten dollars. That I actually is an appealing game name to me. Jenny McCarthy won't be playing that game. We made a vaccine joke this week on Beyond. What? Okay. <laughs> what? We even brought up Jenny McCarthy. I mean, she. Uh-huh. she well, it wasn't. So like a oh, no, it was something. totally. Max made the exact same joke because the game's going to PSN. Oh. I mean, how? What does it? What does it say about Jenny McCarthy? Where? When you hear her name, that's the first thing you think. You don't think Incredible. of Playboy. You don't think of her uh, television appearances yeah. and her television roles. Her you think of her marriage to Tom uh, Green. I you think of you think no of her, uh, her her vaccine stance. Oh yeah, she's anti-vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Got it. She's not a fan. Typo Man for thirteen dollars. I'd never I heard of this game, game. It looks until good. I've seen some video footage yeah. of it. And I'm like, Game's pretty oh. cool. Yeah, okay. I previewed at PAX a couple Seems years cool. ago. And then Vertical Drop Heroes HD. It's in high def now, Ryan. Mm-hmm. 
Better than low death. Finally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're going to start a thing soon where we're getting uh, codes for all these games early. So we're going to actually play a little bit of them. And so we yes. can, I could do more things than uh, just make fun of their names. Right. Okay. I will still make fun of their names. But yes. I will do still, that. Yeah, we reserve that right. <laughs> but, I will, sure. but I will also May uh, mention yeah. something I about. really <laughs> like the name Vaccine because uh, it makes me think of... Um, Plague Inc.? I just want to know what kind of game it is. Like, what... Anybody? No? Okay. Well, I just, there's a, uh, I, th- I think the board game is called Outbreak or, or Pandemic. Might be Pandemic. Oh, that I'm of. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. what it makes me think of. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever played? Uh, what a good studio Plague that was. Inc. Yeah, right. Plague, Plague Inc. Yeah. It's a mobile game where you tr- you are pretty much uh, maintaining a virus and growing it so that in hopes of killing everyone in the world. Oh, I've and it's like seen, a map of the world, and yeah, you're like I've upgrading seen the virus. Screenshots of that. Jeez. It's pretty cool. I like those kinds of games. Yeah. <laughs> This is the good version of that. Vaccine. <laughs> yeah. what happens. You play through Plague Inc. This and is the then sequel. The sequel, Vaccine. You heal everyone. Yeah. Plague Anything else out vaccine. there, Mark? Uh, What's on the marketplace? Games with oh, Gold? Oh, we keep going. Keep going, okay. my friend. This part of the show, it's all you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. I made a video about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's see. Available all of February on the Games with Gold is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Really weird game. But it's pretty fun. Marty likes it. Cool I like yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah it was really fun. Uh, let's see here. February 16th through March 15th, we have Project Cars Digital Edition. The game's really pretty. Yeah, if you like them race cars. Yeah. The music between the menus is really good, too. Surprisingly. It's very weird. There you go. Uh, Monkey Island 2 that's Special done. Edition. Oh, that's yeah, done. That's done. We're done. Sorry, Monkey Island. And then Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Which is the game I was playing to make this video, and I had no less than ten people stop by my desk saying, "Why are you playing at Star Wars: The Force Unleashed?" <laughs> now, <laughs> like, now, now we, do, we know it's for work. Yeah. Uh, and we just had March just today before we went on the air. March's yeah. Games with Gold got announced. Oh yeah, they sure did. I've yet to make this video. <laughs> <laughs> Get a head start. It's coming, guys. Uh, Layers of Fear available all of March. Evolve. Uh, Ultimate Edition. Vince likes that game. Uh, that's not till the 16th through the 15th. Borderlands 2 is for the first half of March. It's a great game. And uh, Heavy Weapon for the last half of March. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either, but the, that's a, it's a pretty solid line. It's a solid, it is. Yeah. That's good. Layers of Fear is a survival horror game. I have played Layers of Fear. Uh, yeah. I think Chloe reviewed that, didn't like it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I didn't finish it, but I did find elements of it really scary. It's You, you play kind of a mad artist mm-hmm. right uh sort of has like an artist block and yeah. it's sort of like the wall around you seems to decay in response to you not being able to get through this it's, it feels like dorian gray it's like a psychological cool horror game it right? is it cool. is um and I, yeah i liked what i played of it and uh, evolve i really wonder if that's still active well that's and that's i was just going to say hopefully uh, with it being free in the uh second half of march yeah that'll spike the player base and yeah. if it's free people can you know, hop in give it a shot give it a try well, it, is, it, it, it went free to play for pc yeah. right months ago yeah. yes and i think they saw a spike mm. so i'm wondering hope so. but it never but it you know, of course but then it never went free for consoles i think it was like a planned thing that yeah, they should have always not been doing it play. uh well, so i'm wondering yeah. <laughs> i'm wondering if yeah you're gonna see a little jump because yeah good and stuff uh, borderlands 2 obviously people well, like it it's sure. good why not pretty good let's you, you do... can get the handsome collection but this is free mm-hmm. there actually uh, i was at toy fair over the weekend there are actually a bunch of um borderlands figures coming out and it was have they not had them yet 
I believe they have. Yeah, they, they definitely have. The Claptrap robot. But, um, yeah, I remember. I think it's cool. Falling. Yeah, I have that. I know. Uh, I was going to steal it from you at the Christmas thingy. We do a but, Christmas thing where we give gifts, and you, you, have, you can steal them exchange. from each other twice. But I was going I for the up. robot. And, uh, well, I think that it. was the most expensive thing in the room. Oh, definitely. So I was pretty happy that I got that. But I also really <laughs> wanted that plush dog that was the... This is oh, fine. yeah. yeah the, this I is really fine dog. That. That, that, that Did Jobert end yeah. up with that? Who no, Kalila. Kalila. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I she got go. it. Someone stole it, and then she stole it back. I, right. That was me who stole it. Oh, yeah. My bad. All right. Well, that's the game. That's the game. Uh, that let's like, so, so do talk about Christmas. Unlock block trivia. Okay. Uh, Mark, chance for you to get on the board where these two have not even managed to do uh, so all year. Shut up. <laughs> so every, every time you guys come out of recording, Destin talks about oh, yeah, how he, uh, high he cheats. Points he are. cheats. As soon as he looks at this, he yeah, looks up the answer. I'd like to note okay. that I took a little extra editorial care uh, in my random searches this this for this week because marty you yourself requested yeah i requested a banjo uh, question i knew yeah and you provided me with a banjo question i didn't which is what's this banjo collect (laughs) does that that uh, mean the next time we get a modern question because these are all old people you love banjo i do you have no excuse but i was so young when it came out but you but we played it like a year ago. She's, this is a question about the game being in early development when um, I would have been. But a, three a years true, old. a true banjo fan would know the full history. That's fair. Of banjo, mm. and uh, so Justin Walker is should already be just, just stoked because he's got you fighting each other. You're, you're arguing amongst yourselves. No, we argue all the time over his banjo <laughs> question. You so, sit near us. China. We argue constantly. Uh, Justin Walker from Philadelphia. He's going to win himself a video game courtesy of, uh, well, one of a few different people, either his fellow Unlock listeners or uh, there's a copy of Dishonored 2 up for grabs that Albert Menefee Fourth kindly donated and the developers, Rebellion, of, uh, of Sniper Elite 4. I've got uh, like two more codes for that. We gave one away last week. So, uh, Justin, you've got your choice. We'll be in touch. And Justin asks this Banjo-Kazooie question for the three of you here. In Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo has a sister named Tootie. However, in early development, she had a different name. Which of the following was her original name? Was it Starry, Clarinet, Madeline, or Piccolo? Marty, you've already been raging that you don't know. No, I'm, I'm angry. Mark, any idea? Uh, as the world's biggest Banjo Kazooie fan, mm-hmm. which I oh, certainly no, I, okay. no, 100% <laughs> not. Uh, I've played it like once. Uh, I went with D Piccolo. Okay, and any that, logic there, or just a just a guess? What do you say? None at all. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I can see it on the screen, and uh, that's what I'm going with. All right. So you're just just a vision. So, yes, it's a, it's it a, came to me. Yeah, hey, I'm going to be real scared that. if that's the right answer. <laughs> Uh, Alana, I'm going to go your way now. I'm going with A, Starry. Okay. Marty? I'm also going with D, Piccolo, because Banjo and Kazooie are named after instruments. Okay. And they're named after the instruments they play in the opening. Okay. And I believe Tootie is playing a piccolo in the opening cutscene. My mm. my logic was that they would change it from Starry because it was not an instrument. Like, they, like, codenamed a Starry, Ooh. and then we're like, oh, mm. that's the only one that's not an instrument, so we better change if, it. Oh, so if, change it to that classic Tootie. Tootie. <laughs> If it ends up being Piccolo, that is the same logic I went with. Whatever Marty said. Whatever Marty said. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Medina, you are a smart man. Damn Marty it. as well. It is, in fact, D Piccolo. 
So, uh, well done. You, you're uh, both on the board. Wait, hold on. So, I'm tied with Marty. Yes. yes. You are tied with Marty. Sweet. <laughs> In three months when I'm back, hopefully we're still tied. Man, have yeah. a rough three months. Uh, well, it has been nearly two it's, months. Uh, any points. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, everybody. Uh, thank you to Justin Walker for infuriating the panel, but ultimately leading them to some some sound logic that at least in in marty's case yeah was the correct way to go (laughs) well the thing ryan is in the opening they're all playing instruments of what their name is yeah and so i figured you know tootie is playing a piccolo right he's clearly playing a tootie (laughs) i didn't know that a piccolo was an instrument really doesn't everybody have to play those in elementary school no we call no, those recorders we oh, played recorders right okay but you have to like and then you have to s- dip the reeds in like some alcohol solution mine, and get didn't, all your mine didn't have a reed that was the start of my germ problem <laughs> 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 i didn't have a reed mine was just that's a clarinet that's a clarinet yeah well whatever the little mouthpiece there was Oh, that is a clarinet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what are you, you putting reeds in your instruments? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Give me a break. It's been a long time since I've been in elementary school. I'm old. No. Uh, okay, let's leave. Okay. Let's let's end on a low note, as we like to do every week. Talking about, we got a point. We... <laughs> That's true. Oh, great. I like your stiffen up. Yes. I feel so good. Feeling, feeling, you're going to walk out of here standing tall. Right. Uh, IGN Prime, you can subscribe to that, help keep the lights on, and get yourself an ad-free IGN experience. Give us 30 bucks for a year, and we'll give you no ads and some other beta codes and, and all uh, other fun digital things. So go to IGN.com slash Prime if you're interested in that. Uh, Marty. Yes. What else? What's there some cool thing going on? Yeah. Um, I mean, next week's huge uh, just in general with uh, GDC and the Switch launching and Logan and Horizon coming out and all that. But uh, one of the things I'm most excited about is uh, Monday, the 27th, from noon to 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, we're holding this really super awesome live stream that we're calling Save Point. Uh, we're partnering with uh, the folks at uh, the, who are – it's Frank Cifaldi and Steve Lynn, and they're sort of launching a Patreon crowdfunding campaign for video game preservation, which means they they have builds of uh, canceled games, rare games, That's unreleased so games, preview builds of games that are different than the games that were released, mm. uh, special edition consoles that they only made five oh, of. I wish I'd kept my review build of... Uh of NBA Elite 11. Oh, they have a boxed copy of NBA they Elite have it? that oh, they're bringing up. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is insane that there is a boxed copy of a <laughs> yeah, game that got, got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you reviewed the game. I reviewed it. Five point something OXM. <laughs> and then it never came out. That's so weird. Which I probably overrated it, yeah. honestly. <laughs> even in that. Um, but it's super cool. So for five hours, we're going to be doing uh, Let's Plays of things that you've never seen before. That's great. Let's Plays of a Zelda game you've never seen before. The CDI uh, one? Or is this uh, some, no, this is something else. This is a Satellivision. Oh, man. Which is. We're going to go into what the hell is a television was. It was a streaming service in the early 90s. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and there is a Zelda game that no one's ever played before. And so Brian sat down and played about an hour. That's cool. Um, this yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's a bunch of us uh, at IGN going to be on, uh, as well as a bunch of guests. Uh, Mary Kish, uh, Alexa Ray Korea, uh, Andrew Renee, Mike Mahardy, a bunch of developers. Um, just a ton of friends from across the industry are going to come in. And uh, yeah, super cool. So that's cool. just going to be live on IGN.com. IGN, YouTube.com slash IGN. IGN, IGN, IGN yep. And Twitch. Twitch.tv slash IGN. Yeah. Uh, we're pushing it really hard. And, what time? Uh, it is noon to 5 p.m. on Monday. Pacific, uh, Pacific time. time so, yes. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, but check it out. It's going to be really cool. Uh, you know, toss it a couple. If you think it's cool, toss the Patreon a couple bucks because this allows them to, you know, the, the Patreon is going towards finding these things, preserving these things, ultimately building a space. And, like, this is the, like, 
one of this my is our dream- hobby. Man. This is our hobby. Like this is the thing where like if these guys are given the proper funding, someday they might be able to get the preview build of Scalebound. You know, yeah. Someday they might be able to get the you know preview build of, of or whatever True Fable Legends Fantasy was. Live Online, True Fantasy or Live Online. Milo and Kate. Yeah, like <laughs> imagine if they were able to take like whatever the hell Element OP was. Um, Starcraft Ghosts. Starcraft, Starcraft yeah. Ghosts. People in this office have played it. Goldfarb has played Starcraft Ghosts. Yeah. yeah, you played it. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, uh, check that. Love out. It. It's really cool. Something I'm very proud of. And uh, Marty, where can we find you? What are you up to? At McBiggity. I've been up to this. That's the thing he's up to. That's it. That's all we need. Alana? I'm, I'm also going to be on that thing, I think. Uh, and one exciting thing is that Madi and I are going to play ukulele on Friday. Yeah. Mm. That's very exciting. Nice. I'm going to play a couple hours of that. Um, so we'll be able to talk about that whenever the embargo's up. Yes. Maybe next week? I think it's next I believe week. it is next week. Are we week. having a show next week? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's on the we're calendar. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. Um, and Ho- hopefully I've... Uh, I'm done losing my voice because well, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking next yeah, week. Yeah, you're going to be filming yeah. a lot of unfiltered. A lot of uns- hours worth, many hours worth. Yeah. But it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. Can't wait. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I would totally just uh, suggest that you check out the uh, preview of Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes. And for those in San Francisco, I'm actually DJing uh, a GDC off the body. If you want to come by, there's details of that on my uh, social feeds. Excellent. You also had a bunch of cool toy stuff from... Toy Fair. Oh yeah, I just got back from Toy Fair. We've oh. been <laughs> covering that all weekend. Uh, tons of cool stuff that has been a bunch of Overwatch. There's been a ton of Zelda toys. Uh, lots of cool DBZ stuff. It's Portal stuff. Team Fortress. It's like how about that cool uh, Batman the Animated Series Batcave? Yeah, we actually exclusively cool. announced that one. Yeah. Uh, I really want to get an unboxing of that. It's it's awesome. There's also Destiny, and I think our, our highest performing article was uh, these really really creepy figures of Joker and Harley Quinn from uh, Playouts Kai's line that just look. Mm terrifying really cool you saw that ten thousand dollar galahorn it did yeah, yeah galahorn was sweet it's, it, that was just a prototype everyone didn't read the part where i said that the full release like i i wrote like a post that was like this uh prototype of the iron galahorn from destiny is ten thousand dollars but the full like the final release version will be 149 everyone's like ten thousand dollars <laughs> like <laughs> it's going to release for 149 you have to keep reading <laughs> get to the end of the article yep. before you set it just on a fire. sentence yeah. it was like a tweet people didn't even read the 140 characters it was oh insane Lord. what can you do yeah mark medina uh, you can find me on twitter at mark underscore medina uh we allowed to talk about playstation stuff i've been doing nothing but playing <laughs> sure, horizon zero dawn and uh, we are eventually going to be able to post a ton of stuff. And so that is currently my week. Yeah, you've been making a bunch of videos stuff. from that game. But yes, Horizon Zero Dawn has been my life for about a week now. And uh, I can't wait to show everybody all the cool videos we've made. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, speaking of unfiltered, a new episode went up today as we record. Ed Boone, the co-creator of Mortal Kombat and, of course, uh, the the uh, director of in- both Injustice games. I got to go to his studio uh, last month with Destin and Vince and got to sit down. We we shot the interview in their motion capture studio. Mm, Fortunately, cool. I did not have to wear the skin-tight suit with the Velcro balls on okay. it while I interviewed him. That would have been kind of cool. The volume, they cool. call it. Yeah. They yeah. I don't like, know why they call it that. It could have <laughs> turned you into a character during the interview. Oh, have you ever been a video game character my, before? My, <laughs> the, my like, finish interview finisher. Just yeah. like drop the mic. That would have been great. Ryan wins. <laughs> Fight. Flawless interview. I, I really like the fact that uh, on this episode we talked about Mass Effect, Injustice, and Destiny. And Destin wasn't here for, for any of it. Any of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bittersweet. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll see you guys next week. As always, keep it tuned to IGN for all things Xbox. Bye. Hey. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.